and welcome everyone. It's Thursday, the 12th of November, exciting times in the world. And believe me, water is even more exciting if that's even possible. We like to say water is a new gold. Maybe I should say blue is a new gold. I don't know, something, something fun and different. But anyway, you know, it continues to be a dwindling commodity and there's no question about it. We have, you know, way too much money in the world, but we don't have enough water. And that's really a problem. It is briefing number 87, and we're going to jump right into it. Again, these are forward-looking statements, which we anticipate, believe, etc. We're not being prophets. So now, as you know, our good videographer, my brother Stephen, the man with too many cameras, this time he went up to Texas to shoot uh, what's going on with the team, and it was really, really good. He, he caught a lot of the really important developments over there. And I'm going to show a brief clip from what he recorded. My name is Mark Stevens, and I'm the president here at Progressive Water Treatment. My dad started in water treatment back in the 70s, started his own business in the early 80s, and he invited me to come work with him, and I've been in it ever since. What I learned from him was to treat employees the right way, treat suppliers and customers the right way, and you will have a successful business. That's probably how we have now 20 years of existence behind us. The world has more contaminated water now than we've ever had before. Luckily, we have equipment that can deal with and clean up and purify water, almost unlimited. Really, whatever contaminant there might be in water, we have a piece of equipment that can clean up and deal with that water. Between Origin Clear and Modular Water and Progressive Water, we have a technology that can deal with the majority of the contaminants that enters into our water system. The modular water system designed by Dan utilizing plastic pipe and plastic panel material is revolutionary. Everything we've seen in the past was always based around concrete and steel. Two materials that have a short life and versus the plastic, it's three to four times as long as plastic. The installation is faster, the cost is lower, and the life cycle is longer. So when Dan invented this stuff around reinforced plastic pipe, it was just the most advanced anybody's you know in this business has seen. What we've done is we're, we've taken this industrial, municipal scale technology and we've scaled it down so that the everyday man with a low flow can use the same technology provide the same level of treatment that they would need that you would get at a much larger facility. And whenever we get to talk to customers or engineers, they're usually just completely amazed at the price and the speed at which they can get these things in the ground and working over the dinosaurs of concrete and steel. When Origin Clear came aboard, they exposed us to a lot of wastewater type of applications and customers. Customers we would never have come across on our own and using our equipment to help support reclamation projects. Other kinds of products they have can be used in front of some of our equipment to enhance the performance of that. Just exposure to more of what the U.S. has to offer as far as people who need our products and who also sell and work in the same field. That is just a taste of what is going on in Texas, and it gives you a little flavor. And we have a guest. Tom Marchesello is joining us. 
<laughs> hey, there he you? is. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Excellent. Good. Excellent. Well, Tom, you've been crazy busy uh, in the middle of Tropical Storm Eta. 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 It was the ETA, the storm that hit Florida four times or whatever, three times, I guess. <laughs> I know. It, like, make up your mind, will you please? It was so crazy. crazy. I was like, man, last night was a little wild out. I'll be honest. You had those 30, 40 mile an hour gusts and you're feeling it. You're like, dang, that's, that's some stuff. It was, it was crazy. So uh, this is the Tom Marticello report and uh, there's progress at corporate with the, uh, the, the water as a career program uh, in Texas with the progressive water treatment. And of course in Virginia where Dan Early and Rob Litos are based, the modular water people. Tell us, uh, just give us a little update. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, you know, the team's doing really well. I, I, I really give them a lot of credit. And that video you just showed was awesome. I mean, I'm so excited that we got some of that coverage. You know, when your brother was able to go down there, I was like, absolutely get on a plane right now because our shop was full of machines at the time where we really wanted to get some good coverage of. We had a couple, you know, really large scale reverse osmosis machines. We had some pump stations. We had some pump skids. And at the time, like the, the shop literally was full. Like there was just tons of stuff like taking up the floor space. And so it was really a nice moment to get a lot of that coverage, really get the story of everything and follow the guys around. So we have like some really in-depth stuff there that really gets into like, what's your job? And it's watching one of the welders get his job done while one of the guys is working on the pump schematics and so forth. So it's a, it's a real pleasure to see the team represented the right way where people understand what we're doing. Uh, so that was a nice thing. And, um, uh, that's reflected too, because even like when I was talking to Dan earlier earlier today, we were going over some of the bids that we were doing and they're just so busy where we just have like a stack of people who want bid requests from us right now. And that's coming from those engineering presentations we're doing as we get in front of more of the engineers and we get in front of the, the sales repping network guys who are out there, they're like, oh my gosh, I've got a deal where I need a product like that. I, I got another guy who needs this machine over here. So we're getting a lot of inbounds just on every time we show people what we do, they're like, I got to have that. So it's really, so cool. really he's an evangelist as uh, from what I can tell. He's, he's amazing that way. Yeah. It's really, it's a really good thing for us. So, and, and the rest of it's like standardization. Like, you know, I go through it just like you do where we basically say, let's pull that product forward. That's a really interesting product. And all of a sudden now we realize that there's a lot of demand for that, maybe just in a different state. And so then we pull that product forward we standardize it up. We put a new presentation around it. I get the pricing crunched in a little bit better because now if I can make multiple units of that, I can basically get my economies of scale in. And now we got something I can roll out, you know, specific to an industry. So we just did that recently with, you know, a certain industry, which you're aware of. And, you know, now we're looking at how do I make more products for that industry? So, and I heard that um, it looks like we're about to finalize the order for that trailer park project. Yeah, finally, our, our, our wonderful mobile home park. Uh, partner is uh, had contacted me. Actually, I was changing some of the addressing information for them just to basically tighten up that that last invoice. Their financing is arranged, so they're ready to go. And uh, we actually have to start working on a uh, report that goes to the state that says we'll be doing this project, and you know, make sure all the approvals start lining up. Yes. In fact, uh, we have. Um, I think I've shown it before, but we have a satellite shot. I love so showing off the satellite shot. 
of this uh, Trialabama trailer park, which I'll pull up shortly. So while you're, while I'm doing that, related to that, of course, is the whole uh, Waters of Career program. Yeah. I, you just got an update on that from, from our man, Tom Burton. I did. So, you know, we've been working with Tom Burton, who's a, a wonderful guy who we, we've had, uh, you know, do some marketing and advertising work for us in the past. So Water as a Career, you know, has a couple different components as to what we're going to do there. One was obviously introducing the concept that, hey, you can work in the water industry. Then it's about being a water entrepreneur. So we created a concept called the Waterpreneur Academy. And so the idea is that we want to incentivize people to really work within the water industry and be entrepreneurial. And so one of the ways of doing that is not just about saying, oh, you know, work in the industry. It's about work with our products. Here's how you take this product, build a business around it. Here's how you market that business. Here's how you advertise that business. And here's how you basically get your bookings, do your pricing. And then here's your technical manuals and your maintenance support. And here's like an environment basically that allows you to kind of tune in, get all your stuff at your fingertips, like FAQs and so forth. And that's basically what we're building for somebody. So when somebody works with us and basically, you know, engages as a waterpreneur, it's more than just saying, you know, here's a machine, go figure it out. It's us actually saying, here's a template. Here's a way of doing this. And so now we've taken uh, our successful gentleman in Arizona uh, and actually helped him one-on-one -on -one and said, let's now use the template and basically pattern it after what he was doing with the pool preserver. And we started actually managing Facebook advertising and Google advertising and actually actively driving leads, which of course then turns into clients. So I actually have some results for that because I've been pretty much uh, bird dogging it a little bit. And I can tell you what we've been able to do is pretty darn amazing. We did a full marketing report for him. We generated in you know just a, a, a number of weeks, you know, well over 50 leads up to 100 leads for him, which was actually pretty good. And we were getting at the point of generating around 10 to 15 leads per week for his wow. business. And we're getting an average price point, get this, of less than $10 per lead of our cost of acquisition. For an $800 project, uh, work, a job that's fantastic. Right. So you know how hard it is to drive leads because, gosh, we've done it in the past and so has any other business. But mm -hmm. I've been in, the, in businesses where it sometimes costs 45, 75, 150 buck a lead to drive, you know, qualified, you know, participant in. And this is basically, we're trying to get that thing way, 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 way down. So sub 20. And here we are actually driving leads on social media on a sub 10 basis. And they're turning into people who pick up the phone, call, email and say, hey, I'm interested in what I saw here. Tell me how it works. Can you come to my house and do this? So that's pretty solid. And uh, so what you're telling me is that, that we went ahead and, and we were basically the concierge. We were the service marketing service company for Ryan Kustra, yes. helped him do it, and then taped it along the way so that we can repeat that successful option uh, right. action for the next guy. Right. Because now, now what we're doing is we're tuning the funnel, right? So you create right. a lead gen funnel. You basically figure out what words are working, what ads work, what image with the text is working, how to get the... SEO rank up, you know, all the little things that kind of come into it. And that's where Tom Burton and, and our team kind of in marketing come together and say, let's try this. Let's try this. A, B, test this one. This one worked better. That one didn't, you know, let's take the next one out. And so, uh, you know, we're at the point now where we're actually, believe it or not, we're actually training Ryan a little bit and working with him on how to respond quicker to the right. lead. Because what we learned was that if you don't call back the lead immediately, 
you kind of lose the business. So you got to be like, when somebody contacts you, you got to be like, Hey, uh, I'm available. Let's, uh, let's get you booked. Right. So, but if you let it linger too many days and you lose a lead. I've learned that, you know, when, when I bid for, when I call around for services, if somebody, you know, picks up on their mobile and says, I'll be right over, it's done. Everybody else loses out. So that's the yeah, way to go. Sure. So um, it's pretty exciting to be able to have that. And I'm, I'm really proud of the team for like pushing that forward because I think it's an important thing because, you know, I, I've been handling a lot of the, uh, the pool preserver direct kind con of contacts that have been coming into the company because uh, I wanted to really make sure this thing got off the ground. And then as we brought in our team into it and what I've been doing is like, you know, through trial and error, figuring out what people cared about. You know, sometimes it was technical questions. Other times it were marketing questions. But consistently now, we're definitely getting a lot more of the marketing advertising questions because people who are getting close to the decision point make the obvious transition where they say, great, and after I have the machine, I got to go make money with it. So then they immediately start thinking, how many, how many get clients? You know, how many clients will I get? Yeah, they're going to have to come up with a, a commitment. And now they, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's cool. It's like, it's, it's interesting. And we even had like uh, the opportunity where we can do a turnkey you know, website for people. So it's like, nice. if they're going to get, be in the pool preserver business, we can take and stamp out a lot of the materials we have for, you know, like a WordPress site or a Wix site where they can basically just be up and running within hours with a website that says, here's my business. And then they can custom tailor it, you know, for some of the stuff they want. Well, you will see the financial model and what I'm, what I'm committing you to. Really? <laughs> you're going to need that kind of scale. Am I going to love it or am I going to call you at night? <laughs> You'll be like, dude, you, why did you do that? But just quickly, just for, for fun, here's the SunTrace Mobile Home Park in Troy, Alabama. And the bottom left, you can see the, the pond. And this is where literally all the poop goes. So the units at the bottom left, you might say that they are lakeside units, <laughs> lake, a lake view. But of course, that's no longer legal in Alabama. It has to be remedied. And that's the project that is our next big pilot program on our path. So very exciting to move ahead with that as the client has decided to commit. So that's wonderful. All right. So um, moving right along here, uh, I'm going to go ahead, in fact, talk about this whole thing about um, finance, because that is, that's uh, at the end of the day, we've known now all year long that if you can't handle finance, then you're kind of, you know, joking. So our own GM finance. And you see at the bottom right, we have philanthropic investors. Why is that? Well, we have our own high net worth investors, but philanthropic investors is coming in with more. Let me share with you what this spreadsheet looks like. We are looking at a fund, and I'm going to go ahead and minimize the, uh, the masthead here so you can see better. A fund that has, we're saying $10 million to start. Now, what this is, is a subsidiary of Origin Clear that is strictly there to be basically a bank. And the exciting part about it is that this will build an asset that ultimately we believe can get us onto the NASDAQ. It takes a certain amount of assets to go onto the NASDAQ and we believe this can be done. So here's how it goes in summary and I'll show you, I'll break it down. Start with $10 million. At the end of the first five, five year period, you have spent over $10 million and you've ended up with nearly $10 million. You, you've gone ahead and spent that and made it back. That's the key. You've had $18 million in rents that are being paid out. And these are also various expenses related to buying machines and so forth. Okay. Then there's a profit. 
the investors who come in, get their percentage along with stock and so forth, they end up making over the life, if they go out 25 years with us, which we think they will, they make $8.7 million. We end up with $16 million net that the fund has at the end of that period. So that's very, very exciting. Now, let, let me take it from the bottom really fast. It's all based on a basic system. The medium system that I've put here is $150,000. A small system is 50% of that or 75,000. For example, the um, trailer park Ponster, as we call it, is about that, that price. And then medium system would be, for example, a high-end pool preserver. And then a large system at a multiple of that is going to be for things like an animal farm type system. Okay, so this is how it works. I'm gonna go over to the right here where the action is, and you can see that it's very, very simple. We've allowed for a percent going to service, a percent going to the operator, in other words, the person who's refurbishing these machines over a period of 25 years and so forth. And we have a reserve for downtime so that the machine, when let's say it's, it's down for repairs or somebody decided no longer to rent it, then we've, we've allowed for that. And so we go ahead and we take these rentals and the investor's amount and we get an, a return on investment and a yield of 12%, which is excellent. An internal rate of return, which is basically making back all that money over five years is you know 17%, which is excellent. And tax-based is 3 to 4%. But I wanna tell you, we're not gonna let these investors have this. Why? Because we're gonna keep the asset. That's the key. So they're gonna be fine with, with 17%. And the reason is that they're also getting a piece of origin clear for their efforts because it really will transform the company. So let's take a look at these pro formas. Now, a pro forma is something that's based on financial assumptions or projections, and this is what it is. So let's take a look at year one. Start with $10 million. We have fees, which we're still playing with. And here's those units that we put in service. So month three, we put two of the small ones. Month four, month five. This Tom, this is where... You're having to put a lot of machines in service because in this model, we put everything in service year one. The medium machines right here start a bit later, but they are more aggressive. And then the $225,000 ones, 150% are the large ones and they roll out as well. So that by the end of year one, we've got 74 machines in the field financed. It's very aggressive, but what it allows us to do then is to start making money. So these things generate what's called rents. Here are the rents that it generates. And as you can see, our investments taper off, we're no longer making them. And our profit here starts, we're negative here on month 12. Month one of year two, we're, we're positive and we just keep getting positive, 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 positive. And, and from the day that we're positive, the investors get their percentage. Now we have, we are in talks with three investors who are capable of helping with this. Only people willing to invest a million dollars at least are invited into this. Okay, and so we end up going all the way down to the, 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 the first five year period and what do we see? And these are beautiful numbers, I'd tell you. So sure enough, we end up at 107% of what we were at the beginning of the five years. And we've generated over $18 million in rents out of the original $10 million investment. Profits are roughly 35% of the original 10 million, which is great. And the investors make very nice money. And there's a small balance left afterwards. 
Now, as I showed you with uh, the, the summary, is that this grows. So there's a small balance here at the end of the first five years, but then that balance grows and grows. I mean, it, it doesn't grow more and more each, each five-year period. But remember, you paid for this long ago. You, you invested $10 million at the, in the beginning in year one. And over a period of, of uh, 25 years, you've generated $16 million in revenue. Now, practically speaking, we would then let this thing run and we would start another fund and another fund and another fund and keep doing these things. And this is the key to what is a career and ultimately to financing systems. So this is really, really exciting. We're working very hard on this. There's some telling you right now that this is not guaranteed we are not saying that this is going to happen, but we are in serious talks and doing the legal work on that. So very, very exciting. I'm going to go continue now with our little, um, you know, story because I wanted to talk a little bit about why would people invest in something like this? And it is all about the trends. So what about the economy? And I wanted to quickly play a video that I pulled up and this was back in uh, uh, early October from Ken McElroy, very smart. And this is a brief excerpt from it that we've taken uh, just so you can get an idea. So I'm gonna give you five things that I really want you to look at over the next 12 months. The first one is I really believe that prices are gonna go down as inventory goes up. Evictions are a real thing. There's gonna be a number of people that will never be able to pay their rent as a result of their financial situation. Three. You need to watch your mortgage defaults. Mortgage delinquencies are already happening on commercial buildings, retail buildings, malls, office space, multifamily, and residential already. Four, I want you to pay attention to migration patterns. People are moving all over the place and it's causing small bubbles in some areas and depression in others. Be very, very careful here, but just pay attention to migration patterns and try to get as much information you can on this before you buy or invest in the next submarket. So fifth and final, I really want you to take a look at these business closures, okay? You really need to look at this because if, let's say, for example, that you own property in and around American Airlines, as an example, who already just announced that they're gonna lay off 18 or 19,000 people immediately, and it could go up to 40,000 by October, just a couple months away. So obviously that's gonna have massive economic downturn in that particular area. You're gonna have a massive economic downturn. Those people are people that go to coffee shops, they go to dinner, they go to lunch, they rent, they, they own homes, they drive cars, they do all of the things in a community that they would normally do. And now, potentially, they're gonna move or go on unemployment or find another job, okay? So all this stuff is happening all over the place. And I personally have witnessed this over the years through the different cycles. As, as employers come and go, they shrink, they merge, they go out of business, they relocate. It always has a financial impact on a, on a neighborhood, on a submarket, on a town. It just will. I've seen it on military bases. When military bases go away and they close them or they relocate them, it kills an area. This is no different. 
This is exactly what is about ready to happen. These business closures are something that not a lot of people are watching right now, but you really need to take a close look at this in your submarket and, and see and just determine how much financial impact might you have. So that is a really amazing thing is that not a lot of people are thinking about as we get these waves of shutdowns that are being planned by people like American Airlines. Uh, and so in their metro area, let's say, for example, the Houston hub, they're going to have some real issues and they'll have to think about, um, you know, all the service businesses around that. So there's that issue, which is obviously all about real estate. And, you know, it's no longer a great thing to be in real estate. Unfortunately, it is the, the way it is. Um, although I must say, it's not that it's bad to be in real estate. It's that it's, um, as he says, you have to really, really watch the migration patterns and so forth. So I'm going to now take a look at some of the other very, very important stuff that's going on that you need to think about with relation to the economy. Now, there's some big changes. I was talking about movement migration patterns. Well, here's an amazing one that um, was pointed out to me a couple of days ago was, oh my God, <laughs> the stock exchanges want to relocate to Texas. Talk about an earthquake um, uh, for New York or, and New Jersey, because these, the, the trading the exchanges are all, they might be based in Manhattan, but they are, the trading happens mostly in New Jersey. And so they have this, this problem where their New Jersey wants to charge more taxes, et cetera. Well, businesses can move. So that's a major issue. And think about this in relation to where trends are happening. Right now, for example, Texas and places like Texas and Florida are desirable and people are moving there as, as we just did. Okay, the other big thing is price inflation. Oh my gosh, is price inflation guaranteed now? And I have to say that high levels of debt, as it says here, lead to inflation. This is the way it is. When US debt levels met or exceeded 90% of gross national product, the inflation rose to around 6%, et cetera. Well, we're, we're not near 90%. We're way over 90%. We never recovered from the big jump that was caused by the recession, the 2008 recession. And we stayed flat for a long time. And then along came COVID. And now it's ridiculous. So there's that. And then here's the other thing that's a super pro big problem the federal deficit. Hyperinflation is caused by government budget deficits. So this is, a, this is an issue because we're, we're stuck with the value of money. And what you have to do, yes, you should get gold and silver and Bitcoin. And I, I have no idea what's going to happen with Bitcoin. I'm deeply skeptical. But I think gold and silver are good, absolutely. But you should also make money from your money. If you're making 20, 25%, 30%, well, 30% is high. But if you're making, you know, in, in the high teens on your money as an investor, then with Origin Clear, for example, you're doing extremely well. So I strongly recommend that you think about how you can make money with your money. So we have a, obviously, as we always do, we have an offer that allows you to, to participate and it's extremely beneficial. And there is actually a new offering that's opening up, which investors are going to find very, very interesting. I'm not going to get into it in this call 
but I will uh, next week uh, when it's live. And uh, in the meantime, Ken or Devin can brief you on it or just take a call with Ken, oc.gold slash Ken in your browser and boom, you, you're on his calendar and that's the fastest way to do it. So that is, that is pretty much it for today. You know, I like to keep it short and simple, but Paul Fetcher says heavy leveraged real estate is not the place to be. And that is a fact. In fact, we're, we're literally talking to a real estate investor who has a lot of real estate that he does, he does not owe money on. He's uh, free and clear. And he is looking at using that real estate to invest in this program that I was just talking to you about with you know the GM financial. So it's very, very important that we have a captive financial entity in order to move ahead. And that's the last part I want to talk about is, you know, what it means to get on the NASDAQ. And I'm going to show you a couple different slides. And these are very, very interesting. This is an internal document, which I'll be happy to share with you now. It's not, it's not confidential. We have been a microcap, which as we know, is a limited status since institutions and mutual funds are typically unable to invest. And so we believe that it is imperative that we uplist to a national exchange. Now, what are the requirements? Well, the requirements are basically that you have to have what's called stockholders equity, which means that you have to have basically this $5 million. That's what we want to want to meet. Total stockholders equity of at least $5 million. Stockholders equity means hard assets like cash or equipment. And it could be certain kinds of preferred shares if they cannot be redeemed. It's, it's a very complex thing, but you can, a preferred share can be equity in a company. So that's very, very important. I do have a graph of what happens to a company when it gets on the NASDAQ. I will not show it in this, in this public presentation, but uh, Ken will be happy to show it to you. We don't want to imply that we're going to meet these things. And so it has to be done on a very uh, private basis. But of course, anybody can see it. I just would rather not just uh, create misunderstandings. So why is it important to get on the NASDAQ? Well, because you have the ability to get things financed. Um, a company which joined us is a fantastic uh, example of that. And they're called Sunworks. And they were a small micro, micro cap just like us. And then they you know, did some very good things and they ended up on the NASDAQ. Since then, they've become a, you know, about a you know, $40 million company and so forth. I'm not saying that we will do all that, of course, and I'm not even, not even claiming that we're going to go on the NASDAQ, but this we believe is essential and we have a plan now with this fund. So it's very, very exciting times and I believe that this is the key after nine, no, 10 long months of reworking the company that we are now arriving at it. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, I took a little bit of a freelance step there just to talk about this cool stuff. I'm super excited about it. Uh, Tom, thank you for being on board. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully you're, 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 you're completely freaked out about the number of machines I'm gonna make you uh, buy. Look, <laughs> you, know, you know my saying, I've never met a problem that revenues doesn't fix. So as far as I'm concerned, let's just do more business. It's all good. More business. I love it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. And everyone, if you want to see more about our planning to create this fund and so forth, talk to Ken. Thank you. Everyone have a great weekend. Uh -huh.